It all started with a dream. This is so stupid! I've <laughs> been waiting my whole life for this. <laughs> I got some things to say. Dying, but uh. hey, we all are. <laughs> you are listening to the best of Matt and Mo. Uh, there's a few phrases that you might be saying incorrectly, like me personally. Yeah, you or anybody. Oh, but we're gonna figure Thanks, out Matt. if you are. You don't have this in your script because I'm gonna test you as well. Great. So, is the phrase for uh, for all intensive purposes? Or, for all intents and purposes. The second. Intense and purposes. For all intents and purposes. Correct. Intensive indicates that something is powerful and focused. If you're discussing an intensive purpose, uh, you're simply indicating one focus purpose or perhaps very few focus purposes. But the more common phrases for all intents and purposes Mm -hmm. indicates that something is coming from more or less all important angles or opinions. Right. So for all intents and purposes, all intensive purposes is usually the wrong way to say it. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Is it I couldn't care less or I could care less? I could care less. I could care less. Nope. Really? This is an extremely commonly misused phrase. While most people love to throw out that they could care less in an attempt to show how little they care about an issue, they're actually communicating the opposite of the usual phrase's intention. When you stop to think about it, what you're saying, could care less, means that not that you not only care, but you care enough that you would have the ability to care less if you wanted to. If you're trying to convey apathy, saying, I couldn't care less, is much more accurate. Okay, but that's like the whole double negative no. I feel like it's no, a it's double not a, negative. It's not to a double say... negative because that's that's the action you're saying. It's not it's not two descriptives. I couldn't care any less about what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. You see what I mean? If yeah. I said I could care less I could care less about, then that means I'm I'm semi interested yeah. in what you're saying. Okay. I could be a lot bored more bored about this, but But yeah. I'm not. But yeah, that's so common. Yeah. That's so common. Huh. Uh all right. Is it one in the same or one and the same? One in the same. Uh, nope. Really? <laughs> uh, when you and a friend are discussing two different instances and in, that you realize happened with the same person, you're discussing one and the same person. It's hard to determine what one in the same thing might mean since That's one true. is a noun, yet the same isn't exactly a specific location yeah. for that noun to go. So it's one and the same. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Is it by accident or on accident? On accident? Nope. What? When something happens by accident, nobody saw it coming. It was a happenstance instance. But when something happens on an accident, it means that whatever went down actually went down on top of an already existing accident. <laughs> In reality, that's likely not what you were trying to say. So try not to say on accident, by accident, when you're trying to describe a mistake. Huh. Since that will be a double whoopsie. <laughs> wow. So I'm three out of four. 
All right. Is it fall by the waist side or fall by the wayside? Wayside. Correct. Uh, though the movie Remember the Titans made the left side of the football team's defensive line the strong side, people rarely label sides in everyday life. Even more rarely would they call any side of something the waste side, unless, of course, you're discussing an area where physical garbage is present. So if you want to communicate that something hasn't kept up with the rest of the group, use wayside. Wayside. All right, last one for today. Is it self-depreciating or self-deprecating? Deprecating. Correct. Uh, don't give yourself another reason to be self-deprecating about your by colloquial abilities <laughs> by using the incorrect phrase "self-depreciating." <laughs> depreciating is or depreciation is an economic term to indicate that something is losing value, and though you can deprecate and be hard on yourself by pointing out your flaws, you're not actually losing human value. Yeah. So depreciating would be wrong. <laughs> I don't think I've ever even heard depreciating, but as you say it, I can hear like the misunderstanding yeah. of it. How it could be, yeah. It's not self-appreciating, <laughs> so it's self-depreciating? No. It's deprecating. Yeah. <laughs> deprecating. Make sure we put that. That's what I said. What I know. Did I say? Just, I'm just I'm just putting emphasis on the pro. Okay. Did I say something? Because it bad? almost sounds like defecating. Oh no, not that either. Not we don't want to defecate on ourselves. You are listening to the best of Matt and Mo. Studio with our special guest Kevin. Hey, 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 hey! Former pastor, current kind of friend on the internet. Church league softball, to. third place finisher this year. <laughs> <laughs> never, go, never Kevin. missed a grounder all season. It's true. <laughs> all right. One of the things that our longtime listeners from the podcast era will recall. Is that Mo and Kevin had a massive rivalry when it came to our game challenges? In that, Mo is the underdog that has never overcome <laughs> the rivalry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> three times they faced off for the title, and three times Mo was not victorious. We only played it for the title three times. Yeah, it feels yeah. like so much more. Than but we y'all played, y'all other played, other. Y'all played head to head yeah. a few times, and you even beat him on something. When it was multiple people, you beat multiple people. Oh, yeah, I phoned it in that day. But I remember. But whenever it's yeah. been head-to-head and always when it's been for the title, you've always lost. Right when it counts. Yeah, I'm That Al- was your whole thing. When it counts, you you can't win. Yeah. yeah. I'm Allen Iverson, man. I don't worry about practice. <laughs> so we are going to play a game so of conceited. church family feud. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Is this for any kind of title? No. no. Right now, our title is being held by Tyler Kelly, and we have okay. yet to get him on the show to take it from See, him. that's another thing. Okay, I've listened to almost all the podcasts and uh-huh. a lot of the morning shows since y'all yeah. started it. And all these people now that have the belt, they always duck out. You can't yeah. get them back on the They're show. They're gone forever. When I had the belt, I would have been there every time. I defended every week. Uh, no. They <laughs> just do. don't They don't make them like you anymore, Kevin. I was like a different caliber of champion. <laughs> You were a fighting champion. That's right. You were the AJ Styles of uh, the okay. back row, not the Brock, okay. Le- not the Brock Lesnar, who the showed Brock- up. 
He showed up once every two months. Only in his like, professional wrestling yeah. career. If Brock Lesnar <laughs> walked through that door right now, we would all be terrified. We'd be dead. Just from him walking in, we'd be yeah. dead. We, I don't think he could fit in this room with us right now. <laughs> Matt shot Bork a quick laser. glance at the door <laughs> to make Just sure. in case he was coming in. <laughs> we'd be... Uh. All right, we're going to play a game of Church Family Feud. we got five questions here that we've polled, 100 of our listeners. Top three answers are on the board, so it's five face-offs. I'm going to read the question. Whoever says ding first gets oh, to gosh. answer. <laughs> and uh, the top answer, of course, if you if you guess the top answer, you win the point for that round. If you guess the second or third answer or nothing on the board, period, your opponent has a chance to top you and take the point. Most points wins. Easy enough. Yep, I beat yes. Kara yesterday. Yeah. Say say ding. Okay. Say ding. Whoever says okay. ding first after I read the question. Remember, I'm I'm loud. She is loud. Yes. So right. I, you got to be quick. I read Kevin's journal entry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number one. Name a popular 90s Christian rock band. Ding. Kevin. DC Talk. Number one answer. Boom. Good job. Uh, what's the number two? Or number two or three. Uh, what else uh, do we got on the board? Newsboys? Newsboys number three. Audio Adrenaline? No, I think it'll surprise you what the second one was. It's Petra. 90s? Yeah. Early, early 90s, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Early, early 90s and okay. 80s, but yes. Okay. They picked Petra. I was okay. still a baby then. <laughs> How old are you? We are the same age. Can you say that on the radio? <laughs> I'm 33. Okay, I'm four years older than you. Okay. <laughs> well, she's older than me, and I remember these bands. Are you? Is that true? <laughs> By a few months. Oh, okay. I didn't remember that. <laughs> All right, question number two. Name something a 12-year-old boy might sneak into church. Ding! Oh. She has a 12-year-old boy. Go <laughs> Her, His phone. Uh, I will give it to you. It says video game or tablet, uh, but that's essentially the game. same that's yeah. fine. nowadays. Because they're not going to bring their phone in to call somebody. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'll give right. I got to concede that one. All right. What are the other two you think? Candy. Food and candy was number two. The third one. Man, 12-year-old boy. So born in 2006. <laughs> five. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, six. Well, yeah, five or six. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Third one was simply... Toys. toys, yeah. Oh, really? But when they okay. say toy, they mean like Pokemon, Pokemon cards. cards, or anything. Oh, okay. anything you'd find in the toy. I mean, I, I was twelve in nineteen ninety-two, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know anymore. Okay, I was twelve in ninety-eight. Is that how old we were in ninety-eight? Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like it was ninety-eight or ninety-seven. All right, so one okay. and one. All right. Question number three: Name the first section you go to when you visit a Christian bookstore. Ding. Ding. Oh, that was Ooh. Kevin. Yeah, that was Kevin. Ooh. Just first barely. Oh, man. Uh, I, I'm going to say music. That's the number one answer. Yeah. That's not what I would go to. But I know. Nobody <laughs> buys music anymore. No, I, a, Yeah, that's why Christian bookstores are dying. I went to... That was uh, their number one moneymaker, and now nobody buys it. I went... Uh, yeah. Physical a, copies. Yeah, at a brick and mortar store. Yeah. yeah. I went to uh, one of them in Fort Worth a few weeks ago to the music section, and it was literally like one little display case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. We, had, we had a... We had Master's Books and Gifts here. Yeah. That was in a very small shop uh, in the Ace Hardware strip mall area thing. And their music section quickly became their most uh, money-making mm-hmm. section to where they outgrew that space. They took over an abandoned... Uh, I guess it used to be... A, I think it used to be a Kmart. No, that was Hobby Lobby. It used to be a Furs Grocery. That's what it was. And... They built this giant bookstore, and the music section took up like half the store. Mm-hmm. And then, like three years later, 
that music section just started shrinking, yeah. shrinking, 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 shrinking yeah. until they eventually closed. Our first year here, like within like the first six months, yeah. if that, it was they sad. closed. So sad. We, I remember, of course, we're, this is Throwback Thursday. Sure. Right. So this is in my wheelhouse of the Christian music that I really like because I was a teenager when a lot of these were. Yeah. So I remember we had a little uh, Christian bookstore in downtown Mount Pleasant where I grew up and Audio Adrenaline's new album, Some Kind of Zombie, was dropping <laughs> that day. And one of my buddies cut class and we gave him cash and he went and bought like four or five Everybody's copies copy. of it. So that, that's how times have changed. Yeah. Like he skipped class to drive over there to buy the new Audio <laughs> ACD so nobody else would would buy it before we could get our hands on it. That's a classic album too right there. Oh man, are you kidding me? That was good. Yeah. All righty. Uh, so two, two for one. Kevin, one for Mo. Yep. Question number four. Besides the first book, name one other book in the Left Behind series. Ding. Kevin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Question mark. Question mark, maybe? Uh, oh, gosh. Left Behind again. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Do, is it on this bookshelf? No. Um, um, Apollyon? That is a book, but it's not in the top three. Oh, okay. Something about resurrection. No. Nope. Mark? <laughs> mark the, of the, the Beast? The Mark was one the of them, mark, but that's yeah. not on there either. Oh. What's on here is the third, fourth, and... Or lied. the second, third, and fourth books. Never read them. But not in the right order. Okay. No idea. No? Yeah, no, no? Nothing? No, no point? Mm-mm. Chris would know it. He read all of them. Even more left behind. Yeah. <laughs> Purposely left uh, The uh, top response Judgment was Day. the second book. Oh, that is one. That's not one. Terminator 2 is oh. what I was going for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, ne- the, the first response was Tribulation Force. That oh, was the yeah. Second yeah, book. yeah that's familiar. Uh, the second response was the fourth book, Soul Harvest. And our third response was the third book, Nikolai, which is the name oh. of the Antichrist character. Yeah, I knew character. one of them was the name of the Antichrist yeah. character. You know, Soul Harvest. <laughs> Is also my favorite uh, Finnish metal band. (laughs) (laughs) Swedish metal bands are big over there. Um, Let's see if I can remember all the books. Over there in Weatherford. Have you heard of the Finland conspiracy? Does Finland actually exist? Is there a conspiracy? Yes. That Finland doesn't exist? Yeah. I've not heard that. Okay. Google it, folks. All right. Uh, Let's see. There's Left Behind, Tribulation Force, Nikolai, Soul Harvest, Apollyon's Next, Assassin's. The Indwelling, The Mark, Desecration, The Remnant, Armageddon, Man, Glorious Appearing, and then the prequels, which were The Rising, The Regime, and The Rapture, and then the final, final book, which was, I don't remember. Eternity. Dang. I don't remember. This Thousand Year Reign, something or other. I don't remember what the actual book was called. Millennium? The no, the Willinium. I don't know what it was. Oh. <laughs> Willinium. Man, that was a good album. <laughs> that was a really good album. We have one question final, left. Final book. I gotta know what the final final book of the Left Behind series was called. Uh, Kingdom Come. That's oh, what it was called. Kingdom okay. Come. It had a gold cover. Goodness, I remember that now. Okay, all right. So still two to one. Uh, hopefully we don't end on a tie. Question number five. Name a silly song from VeggieTales. Ding. Hairbrush song. <laughs> number, number one. Where's yeah! my hairbrush? Uh, what are the other two? 
the Water Buffalo song? Water Buffalo song was number three. What's the second one? I can't think of a single veggie. You can't think of any of them? You know, the only reason I know the Hairbrush song is because, again, like the third audio adrenaline reference today, they did the Hairbrush oh, song. Oh, that's right. They did in that Veggie Rocks yeah. album. Yep. Yeah. Well, I had it on, I think it was on the one of the WoW albums. It might have been. I think so. Well, st- it was on one of the WoW albums, yep. yeah. Still to this day, though, I feel like everyone of our generation sings the Hairbrush song in the morning as we're getting ready, looking for our hairbrush. Well, you guys don't. But it's bald as beautiful day, do. so. <laughs> yeah. Your wives do, I'm certain of it. I gotta brush my beard sometimes. Uh, the second song on the list was I Love My Lips. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lip, fun fact. knows that entire song. She does. Every word of it. Usta. <laughs> All right. Well, as is tradition, Kevin wins. Yes. <laughs> Never a doubt. Oh, man. All right. Mo, you got some random facts for us this morning? I do. That's one thing Kevin will never take away from me is my random facts. Number one, the world's largest pumpkin weighs more than a sports car. In 2016, Belgian native Matthias set a new world record for growing the biggest pumpkin. The massive pumpkin weighed in at... 2,624.6 pounds. Goodness gracious. That took me a minute. I needed to make sure I was saying that number <laughs> many, right. So many numbers. How many kilos is that? <laughs> Only we, you would know. It's going to be like 1,400. 13 <laughs> or 1,400. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Second random fact. Bulls can't see red. Bulls are generally red, green, colorblind. It's the motion of the swinging fabric that incenses in them. Incenses mm-hmm. them. Enough to charge. In bullfighting, yeah. Oh, yeah, I get it. So I didn't know that. That would be irritating. I hate when someone shakes a sheet at me. I do too. <laughs> going to a rage. I just want to yep. gore them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing worse is uh, bulls on parade. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback Thursday, I can't help it. <laughs> Pro- hey, is Rage Against the Machine on Back Row Radio? No. Okay, that's probably be. a good call. It's probably no. a good <laughs> I got Kill Switch Engage. Yeah. 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 Okay. I got them on there. Arms of Sorrow? No, I think My Curse is on there. Oh, yeah. Yep. This is My Curse. Dun, 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 dun. I just had a nice that voice. Was on, uh, yeah. That was on Guitar Hero 3. Okay. That's what that was. And that was like the, the hardest song yeah. on the whole game. Yep. Or you had a doodle 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 yep. summoning here. Yep. Sorry, random facts, Mo. Uh-huh, y'all are, that was a random fact. Stare. That was yeah. a random fact, man. Invading on my time. <laughs> here. All right, go for it. The ashes of Frederick Bauer, who created the iconic Pringles can in 1966, found his eternal resting place in a Pringles can when he died in 2008. I remember hearing about that when it happened. Really? Yeah. I'm like, hmm, that's weird, but I guess I get it. Yeah, I get it. That makes yeah. sense. Kind of strange. Yeah. I hope his wife doesn't ever get mix, a hankering mix for him Pringles. Up. And <laughs> mix him up in the pantry. Oh, no. In the middle of the night. Sorry, cleaning, lady, cleaning lady comes in and goes, oh, this belongs in here. Or <laughs> opens it up. This is trash. They're all dust. And throws it away. How old is this can? <laughs> uh, dumpster. Uh, a group of ladybirds is called a loveliness. Oh, mm-hmm. a loveliness of ladybirds. Mm-hmm. Only Ladybird I remember is Ladybird from King of the Hill. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> or 
Lady Bird Johnson. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. Who yep. the that dog was, was named the dog after? Was named yeah. after Lady yeah. Bird yep. Johnson. There you That's go. right. That's right. All right. A survey of one thousand U.S. Seriously. <laughs> are you, are we done, gentlemen? A survey of one thousand U.S. adults found that forty-two percent of respondents felt guilty for relaxing during their vacation time. I I can see that. Mm-hmm. That's sad. That's a sad commentary on U.S. adults. <laughs> But that's the culture we've created. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I totally get that. Because even even not just like vacation, I feel guilty whenever I have free time. Yeah. Which I really don't have a lot of. Yeah, especially young children. Between my two jobs, my stay-at-home dad stuff, and the two ministries, and the morning show, the radio station, prep, and all that. Whenever I'm not doing anything, I'm like, I feel like I should be doing something. Which is not good. (laughs) No. It's not. I try to force myself to rest on Mondays as my surrogate Sabbath because there's no way it's going to be Sunday. Yeah. But, you get up here at like 4 in the morning on yeah, Sundays. Yeah. And I'm usually here most of the day. Um, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard to get out of that mindset once you get yourself in it. Well, and that's, yeah, and it's uh, it, it's become, especially for me and probably ladies too, but like our identity, you know? Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm Kevin. Nice to meet you. What do you do for a living? I mean, it's, it's our, the next follow up question. And right. That's kind of. It is sad. Kind of ignorant, really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, working hard is good, obviously, sure. but but resting to be tied is important. To it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rest is definitely important. You are listening to the best of Matt and Mo. It's the morning show on Back Row Radio. Matt and Mo here in the studio. What? what? Yo, yo. Yo, 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 It is Top List Tuesday. Top List. List with a T. Top List Keep Tuesday. <laughs> and we got Warren Buffett's Here's What's Cool Top 10 List. Huh. Uh, I don't know. What makes him think he can define what cool is, but... Well, we'll, we'll decide whether or not this list is cool. I certainly like this list. Oh, uh, Number one, <laughs> saying thank you. Aw. We don't do that enough. You know where I notice it the most? I notice it the most in restaurants. Like, I always try to make it a point to say thank you to the waitress when she fills up my drink or does anything like that. Because most of it, you know, they do without even asking. They just try and keep mm-hmm. you happy and don't want to interrupt the conversation. Right. Um, and so I always try and say thank you to that, but I notice so many people are just oblivious to them being there. And, you know, while that might be their goal is to not interrupt, I still find it like rude if, you know, they're refilling your drink and you just sit there and eat a chip or whatever. And you're not, you don't acknowledge the Mm -hmm. fact that, Hey, thank you for serving me in all these different areas. Yeah. Um, I shared earlier about my hot dog. Story when Topher was yeah yesterday born. I, yeah I guess it was yesterday that I shared it, um, but at the same time I would say hot dog and then when the nurse was done I would say thank you thank you thank you every time <laughs> so much for the drugs but in the twenty seven hours that I was in labor by the end of it the nurse was like why are you telling me thank you and I finally like that I I took that really hard like. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't want me to say thank you? Because you're doing a good I job. Because you're one, you're keeping me alive, and two, you're keeping me comfortable. So thank you. <laughs> but I ain't telling you thank you no more. <laughs> Jeez. So if you're one of those people who find it really hard to receive a thank you, keep it to yourself. <laughs> All right, number two, apologizing when wrong. Ooh. This one might be even less frequent than saying thank you. Have you had to apologize to your kids yet? Oh, several times. Yeah? Yeah. Good for you. Because I have flown off the handle. It, it was actually, it was more, it was actually a really all in one six month period. Yeah. Where I was really having trouble adjusting to having two active children. Yeah. At that point. Like the, the baby phase had worn off and now uh, my youngest was getting into kind of toddler range. Right. And I was going nuts. Yeah. I was stressed out constantly. And uh, unfortunately, I would, I found myself unintentionally taking that out on being harder mm-hmm. on my older kid. And I had to really put myself in check. And I apologized to him several times when I yelled at him a little too quickly. Yeah. You know, and he's just being a kid. Uh, so I had to rein myself in on that because I, I foresaw that becoming a major problem. Yeah. Uh, thank the Lord he helped me uh, overcome that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you know, it's happened. Good for you. Certainly I think has. I've found it. I talk to people and I'll bring up how I've had to apologize to my kids that day or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And they're like, you tell your kids you're sorry. Uh, yeah. Why would I not tell my kids I'm sorry? When I act out of haste or uncontrollably Mm -hmm. and their emotions are on the line, um, absolutely, I tell my kids I'm sorry. I feel like that in and of itself is raising an apologizer. Yeah, You know, they're going to learn, hey, my mom was never too prideful to say that she was sorry when she did something wrong or when she hurt us. I... Don't need to be so prideful to say that, you know. But I do think it's common that a lot of people have the idea of you don't ever want to look like you're wrong in front of your children because it makes you look weaker or like not as much of an authority figure. Or they, if they think that you could be wrong, that they're going to fight you more on it. Garbage. Yeah. Yeah. I completely disagree. Yeah. Uh, Number three, showing up on time. Mm -hmm. That's, that's one of my big ones. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I was early today. You were early today. Proud of you. Uh, number four, uh, being nice to strangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Number five, listening without interrupting. You know, that's something that I had to consciously work on. Yeah, me too. Like listening to someone. And not even just like jumping in and interrupting, but it's a matter of like your mind as well. You, thinking about what you're going to say while they're still speaking, that's a form of interruption. You're not True. consciously listening to them. Yeah. You know, you're interrupting their sharing process. <laughs> yeah, I, I commonly want to finish other people's sentences. Yeah. Which makes me a jerk. <laughs> I really only want to do that to Sippy. But Our that, friend Cipriano. That's just because he has a slight stutter. And so... <laughs> When he's having a hard time getting there, I want to finish it for him. But at the same time, and he's okay. Like, uh, you sound like an awful person. Well, okay. So I've explained this to him because for the first few months that we were friends and I started doing that, I caught myself 
like finishing his sentence for him, yeah. I finally had to say, Sippy, I'm really sorry. I, I don't <laughs> want you to feel uncomfortable. My dad also has a stutter, mm-hmm. a lot like Sippy. And growing up, that's what I would do. I would... And in a sense, for my dad, that was helping him. Yeah. I was getting him to the end of his sentence. I was helping him work through that stutter. Yeah. You know? And it, I think it was just an old habit that sure. I picked up as we became friends with the Martinez's. You and know? I think most people who would have that be in that situation with someone who stutters yeah. or trying to trying to get to a word would do that under the intention of being helpful. Right. Yeah. I don't think anyone well, I'm sure there are a few people that are maliciously Im- impatient. Oh sure. But um yeah, I think most people think they're being helpful. Uh today, Junior today, Junior. but yeah, I get that. Uh so number six. Now uh-huh. this is a little bit different than number two, which was apologizing when you're wrong. Number six is just admitting you were wrong. Yeah. There are a lot of people that won't ever even get to that point. Um, I mean, I understand there are people that won't apologize for being wrong, but even admitting that you can be wrong. Yeah. That, you know, I made the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had to do that uh, lately. Do you know what really frustrates me, though? Hmm. I had, I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong and admitting when someone proves me right. Now, I'll, I'll fight you until we get to that point. <laughs> I'll fight my until point. Until you've proven that I'm wrong. Exactly. I will punch you in the face. Exactly. But once I'm wrong, once I'm proven, then I'll say, all right, you were right. I was wrong. But Chris, like, every time that happens, he acts as if it's the first time ever. <laughs> and just the other day, a couple weeks ago... <laughs> The kids were in the room and I was like, okay, you're right. And he goes, oh, Topher, Topher, it's what's today? What time is it? Mark it on the calendar. Mom said she was wrong and I was right. And I just kind of looked at him like, it's happened at least once a year for the past almost 14 years. We're so you've only been wrong once a year is what you At least saying. 14 times is, is all that I'm admitting to. Once a year. Apparently, it's so few that it feels like the first time for it's him like a, every time. It's like a holiday. <laughs> if it's once a year, it's always on the same day. Is it? Is it today? I get to be right today. <laughs> it's Groundhog's Day over and over. Oh, man. All right, number seven. Going a little bigger. Following your dreams. Ooh. That's what's cool. Yeah. Uh, one day, or most of my life, I dreamed of being on a radio show. Well, look and at I'm you being now. Serious. And instead of waiting for the door to open, I made it happen. Look at you. Oh, yeah. God opened the door. Still, I guess. Whatever. Still. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't just sit around waiting for some radio to call you. Right. Uh, hey. Hey. You guys need a morning show host? <laughs> uh, no, good we're good. Good for you, Matthew. We got Carlos and the chicken. Oh, okay. <laughs> Car- that's from Frazier. Carlos and the chicken. <laughs> Yeah, you want to be one of those kind of morning shows that do prank calls and that would be so fun. Photo contests that'd be so fun. Can we do it one day? <laughs> the, what was their their photo contest was? Send us a picture of Fraser Crane's butt, <laughs> and we're giving away uh, one thousand dollars to someone who sends us a picture of Fraser Crane's butt. <laughs> I smell an, our next giveaway coming up. Uh, all right. Yes. Number eight, being a mentor. Ooh. 
I feel like too many people are, are writing this off. Not because they're not maybe because they're selfish or they don't want to give up the time, but because they don't think that much of themselves. Yeah, they feel inadequate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When uh, a lot of being a mentor is just being there to help someone as they're learning to do whatever they're doing. Right. It's not necessarily teaching. It's guiding, aiding. Mm-hmm. Being know? a friend, essentially. I mean, yeah. at the at, at the bottom of it, right. that's what it is. It's kind of like in Celebrate Recovery, we have sponsors. You know, exactly. We have accountability partners and we have sponsors. Accountability yep. partners, someone who's in the same uh, level as you. You know, y'all are basically encouraging each other. You're walking it together. Walking it together. But a sponsor is someone who's already walked through this journey. Uh, and you want someone who's, you know, dealing with the same issue as you. Yeah. And so they can kind of guide you. And everyone's journey to recovery, recovery will be different, of course. But they can tell you what worked for them. They can be there to encourage you in, in the tougher times. They can be there to Chances are them. they've been there. Yeah. They have first-hand experience oh yeah i remember what that was like and what that felt like this is what i did to to get through it yeah your accountability partner is your team or partners because typically you have a few of them and then yeah. your sponsor is your coach yep 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 so. uh, number nine learning and using people's names this Ooh. is my worst ha- my worst bad habit wow. for social situations i cannot remember people's names until they've told it to me at least 10 times yeah i'm so bad about it where as you know and i run we, we run a celebrate recovery program on thursday nights of course and i'm supposed to be able to interact with everybody right and uh, nope whenever <laughs> a lot of people need like proof of attendance because they're on probation or whatever and they could have been coming here for weeks and weeks and weeks and i've been writing their name every week but if they forget to sign their name on the Sign-in sheet, and they're like, oh, hey, I forgot to sign in. Can you write me one? Uh, I always have to be like, um... What's your name again? Can you spell your name for me, just so I make sure and get it right? Uh, <laughs> i Bob. But I am definitely... Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, that's Bob never happened. Jones. We have a, We have a high uh, Hispanic population here in our town, so luckily there's usually... That's uh, true. ...longer and already hard to spell names. Or Jesus, <laughs> you know, like Jesus. <laughs> Uh, but I am one of those people like, hey, buddy, how's it going? I'm always having uh, those nicknames. Yeah. Hey, bud. Hey, hey partner. See, in that, <laughs> I think that it speaks volumes of someone when they can remember a person's name. Absolutely. And so whenever someone introduces themselves, they, I'll say, you know, I try to have conversation with them. Mm-hmm. As they introduce themselves. And in that conversation, I'll say their name at least two more times. Right. And I've tried those methods. And I've tried yeah, I've tried work. the whole, like, you know, shaking their hand, looking them directly in the face. Yeah. And repeating it. Bill, yeah. Bill, Bill, Bill. Okay, I got that locked in. Walked away. Next week. Joe. Frank? <laughs> I want to say Frank. I want to say Borat. Borat. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's something that I want to get better at, but I just can't seem to. That's why I go by Mo now. <laughs> My name's actually Megan. But, Couldn't remember. But Chris or Chris, <laughs> your husband could not remember your name. Fourteen years, still couldn't remember the name. Good morning, partner. <laughs> Whoops. 
Oh, uh, last right, one last on the one. list. Holding doors open. Mm. I'll get you in trouble today. A certain person, <sighs> the wrong person. How dare you think I'm too weak to open my own door? Uh huh. It's not about that. It's about letting me serve you. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be nice, not because you're a woman or because I think you're weak, but because I want to lower myself in position and let you enter without any effort. Mm-hmm. Effortlessly. So stop being jerks. <laughs> Truthfully. Right. Because I have two boys, two preteen boys, who since the time that they were five, we have started training them. You hold a door open. Mm-hmm. If there's someone in front of you or someone behind you, you stand Man there. Man or a woman. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, it does not matter. Unless they're too far off. Don't make the person run. Well, yeah. <laughs> to the door. That's just awkward. <laughs> hey, 15 but- yards away. Come on. Come on, I'm waiting here for you. <laughs> um, and my boys, that is something that they are really good about. Specifically yeah. Topher, he's really good about holding a door. I have to remind Cannon, hey, grab that door. Don't have to remind Topher. He will stand <laughs> there and hold the door. Doesn't matter. But he's also getting to that point where he is becoming a little cynical. Yeah. And so people will just walk right through, walk right past him, and you'll hear him as he finally catches up to our family. I think you would have been nice. <laughs> you know? I got to you got to train him out of that too. Yeah. Okay. It's enough that you did the right thing. Absolutely. <laughs> but at the same time, it would have been nice here. I mean, you acknowledge acknowledge the fact that there is a preteen boy holding the door open for you. Uh, at least nod at him. Sure. Give him a wink or something. <laughs> you are listening to the best of Matt and Mo. Thank you for listening to the best of Matt and Mo here on BackRowRadio.com. For more of Matt and Mo's antics throughout the years, follow our podcast, The Morning Side Hug, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can hear brand new episodes of The Morning Side Hug Monday through Thursday on BackRowRadio.com at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time. See you again real soon.